Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, today I have my special guest here, Liz Huber. I'm pronouncing that correctly, right? Yep, that's right. Okay. Um, And you are a former teacher, but you are now transitioning into instructional design. Actually, I mean, I I would say you've successfully transitioned. You are doing contract work, right? Yes, that's true. I'm doing uh, contract work on both corporate and um, higher ed levels. Perfect. Congratulations. Thank you. So basically the premise of That's Awesome ID is you get to share something that you think is really cool that you have learned or discovered recently. Um, So I can't wait to hear what you want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about designerly thinking. Have you heard of that term before? Uh, No, but that sounds very cool and I would like to hear more. Yeah. So designerly thinking, it's this... um, It's this critical thought process that instructional designers go through as they apply knowledge and skills and methods and learning theory to a project. Uh, So for example, um, I took this community health class and during this class, this uh, nutritionist was going through and doing all of these teacher type methods, right? And this was my time when I was working in the classroom. So she um, had close proximity and did these different kinds of activities um, and, you know, scaffolded materials. And I could see that her, the curriculum development was behind what she was teaching. And mm-hmm. I left and I turned to my husband. And I said, that was really good. She yeah. understands how to teach. And this is what she did. And my husband, right. Who's this educated, uh, engineer said, I had no idea that these things had names. Like yeah. she did a great job, but I didn't know that these are things that actually, right. Have there's methods and theory behind this. Right. So in that same way, designerly thinking is uh, being able to apply in the instructional design world, these skills and methods and learning theory to a project. Yeah. And it's kind of like anything, if you're good at anything, right? Um, if you have mastered something, then it looks seamless and it looks easy to the people who are receiving that. So your husband who doesn't know of all the work and the theory and the background that goes into creating a seamless, you know, 30 to 45 minute class would just say, oh, that was good. It looked easy or something. But actually to make it look effortless, you have to put in all of that work at the beginning. So that's very cool. Um, So how did you find out or how did you discover this term designerly thinking? Yeah. So I was in a research class and it just came up in one of the uh, journal articles that I read and you know, I followed the citation whole basically, right? And read all these articles about um, new instructional designers and having designerly thinking and how the number one, uh, I guess you could say like key to success in instructional design is being able to think and have designerly thinking like a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and there I was like thinking, am I thinking this way? Do I have these thought processes already? And at that point I did, but I, I was trying to figure out like, where, how are my thought processes coming from K-12 similar or different? And how do these kind of translate? Um, so like when we're, when I'm thinking about designerly thinking, there's also a, a word, uh, or term that's often used, uh, known as designerly tools, mm-hmm. meaning there's tools that designers use, um, that don't have one single purpose. Um, and it's not a, Uh, It's not prescriptive, right? It's not, here's the tool that you're going to do. It's, 
the designer coming in with their designerly thinking and knowledge and applying and using this tool um, in a unique way that uh, engages learners. Mm -hmm. So like designerly thinking uses designerly tools, right? Those are the kind of two, uh, I guess, new vocabulary kind of terms. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting um, that they're taking the noun designer and then, you know, kind of implying all the things and all the skill sets that a designer does or has, and then adding this L-Y onto the end of it. Now it's an adverb. So it's like um, doing these things in the way of a designer. Which right, is, exactly. I mean, design design is important, I think, to almost every part of life, but especially to somebody who is um, in education or I guess, training in the corporate world, but there is a method to the madness. There is, there is, there is a way to make things um, line up well and make sense. Mm -hmm. And again, something well-designed again, looks um, seamless, looks intuitive, looks like 100% whole. Like you're not seeing any of like the, like, uh, what am I trying to say? not expressing myself well, but you I, don't even notice, right? That's, yeah, I think that's exactly. I mean. You don't notice because it's so good. Yes. So like you, I mean, at least with like graphic design, you notice bad graphic design, mm-hmm. but if the graphic design is good, you don't even notice because you shouldn't because it's, it's, um, right. Seamlessly integrated base. Right? That's a good word for it, but yeah. it's almost invisible yeah. to be really good right. at it. It's almost invisible. Right. Yeah. 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 So when I was like in my, in my master's program, Right there, we had this learning theory class, and then later we had this like instructional design um, 101 basically type class, right? And so there I was after like hearing this term designerly thinking, and I was thinking like, why aren't we viewing more examples of good design and piecing those out? Right. Right. So I felt like if I could look at good e-learning and say, hey, these are the methods, the models, the, the background that this instructional designer used then I myself was prepared to say, I can think like a designer. I have designerly thinking because I can identify these models and I can piece apart good e-learning. Oh my gosh. Just I was like sitting on my hands, trying not to interrupt you because yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm finishing up my master's right now in learning design and technology. And I wish um, I had had the chance to just see examples like there were no examples like I I really appreciated that I was doing project based learning and and trying to apply these things on my own. But why do I have to reinvent the wheel? Like, why can't I see examples of good design? And this is like, I think as educators too, you know, former educators, my teacher brain is also like, well, this is weird. This is not how we teach math. This is not how we teach reading and writing. Like, where are the examples? You can't expect somebody uh, to just know what um, what the right way to do something is if they've never seen it, never thought about it critically, you know, like never, never had a chance to even analyze what makes this good or bad design. So... I'm 100% with you on that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And the same with my program. We haven't had any e-learning design examples. Like I'm halfway through. And at this point, all the examples I've seen are things that I have created as part of a class or like on my own researching and finding things. And I'm perfectly capable of, you know, looking at um, 
like articulate hero challenges and mm-hmm. looking at different things that they're doing. But I would love it if there was just an assignment where it was make some observations, have some inquiry. We've learned these theories. Where are they present in this design? Right. Um, and I think there's also like in instructional design, right? There's these kind of two roles and one is the designerly thinking role. And then there's also like this developer developer role. Um, and for me, I think that I separate those. Like you can use designerly thinking during development, but when I think of developing and captivate or storyline, part of me thinks, um, part of me kind of compares it to like a monkey could do this and not to say that it's demeaning, but anyone could learn this tool with enough patience and practice, but the designerly thinking, like learning these, uh, learning this mindset of thinking, being able to identify misaligned content, uh, assessments that don't target objectives, looking at scaffolding, looking at application, looking at learner needs, like that's, that's the part that instructional designers so desperately need. Mm-hmm. And then there's development portion, right? So part of my, I'm like in my program, we didn't folk, we haven't focused a lot on development Mm-mm. and like learning these tools. It's all been on learning theory. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to get us to have designerly thinking, but it's really hard to see unless something's built out and we have these examples. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the missing I mean, I will backtrack just one second. I think there is a lot of designerly thinking that does have to go into the e-learning developer role. Um, There's a lot of like UX and human computer interaction Mm -hmm. principles um, that are not easy to master and the people who can do it and also have visual design. um, If you have all of that, like lucky you because (laughs) trying to make it all look really well designed in in storyline is not not the easiest thing to do. Um, But What I was going to say is in these, you know, higher education instructional design programs, I think what maybe what we're leaning towards is that it's missing that analysis and reflection component before the application. Like, like there's knowledge, but then we have to like figure out, compare, contrast, do some of those mid-level cognitive tasks by looking at other examples before just jumping in and up trying to apply the mm-hmm. theory, you know, cause it's like, there's a missing piece in there um, that I think if it was integrate a little more integrated, it would definitely benefit. It would have benefited me. Now I'm kind of going back and trying to relearn mm-hmm. that middle, middle part uh, to get my application better, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe we can go back for a second about that that uh, developer idea yeah. for a minute. Mm-hmm. So like, absolutely. I, maybe I didn't phrase that well. Like I absolutely agree that there's this UX UI and graphic design and component to making storyline look good. But I also think that there are tons of these contract positions out there looking for a developer mm-hmm. paying terrible, uh, right. And being undercut, um, right. Because we're a global economy and there's people in other countries willing to work Right. for less, like on Upwork and things like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's very much like, here's this PowerPoint, plug it in. Right. And it's not, it doesn't have, right, the, that deep, like, UX and UI thinking and, um, right, thinking about affordances and constraints and and will the learner know to click on this button? Does it even look like a button, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's, and that's part of, like, having that designerly mindset is, like, being able to know how to apply that. But I, like, I feel like I so often see people who, do the captivate and do the storyline, but don't have the mindset behind it. 
that makes it so successful. So I guess it kind of like leads to this conversation of what's more important. Mm -hmm. Is an emphasis on tools more important in a program or an emphasis on theory? Is there some kind of middle balance that these higher ed or even like, you know, these, these uh, coaching programs should have for instructional designers? Yeah. And I think, I think what I'm coming to realize in the last few months as I've been trying to upskill is there's a human aspect that's missing. There's like, there's not enough conversation. There's not enough, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? There's not enough interaction between instructional designers. Like even if you go through these, uh, either a a training, like an online training, or if you go through a higher ed program, a lot of it is self-paced. I mean, you have message boards, discussion boards, and you can talk to people that way. But a lot of it is just like you read the material, you're supposed to learn it yourself, you're supposed to apply it yourself, and, and maybe you get an email feedback from an instructor and that's it. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's not like that. um, I think humans learn best when they're interacting with other humans. You know what I mean? And a lot of that is missing from what I've seen in, in my experience learning online right now, but that's just my experience. My, so my program has a lot of that interaction. Oh, lucky. Um, You're lucky. Yeah, I am lucky. (laughs) I am lucky. There's, I mean, um, they have a Slack channel mm-hmm. um, where we communicate and there are weekly discussions that the instructor chimes in on and they do uh, uh, synchronous Zoom calls and things like that. See, so, my program doesn't have any yeah. of that. But So what program are you at? Because that's like good to know for people who might be interested. Yeah, I'm at Utah State University. Uh, their program is called Instructional Sciences, Instructional Technology and Learning Sciences. Yeah. Okay. But even still, even with all of those great things, you still feel like it's missing this maybe designerly thinking component. Yeah. I feel like there should be more examples of e-learning. I mean, so most people in my program at this point, it's a master's program, right? You would assume that they've seen e-learning, but I definitely have some classmates that are like, I'm interested in training and development. Um, and I've taken a class like courses, you know, but I don't know what they really look like. And I'm like, you're halfway through the program. Yeah. We should know what they look like. You yeah. should be able to say, oh, this is a Captivate course or, yeah. I'm, or, you know, or like, oh, this was definitely built out and Captivate your storyline. And these are the interactions. And like, this is how uh, the the learning theory I've learned attributes to this. And that's definitely not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's not happening in a lot of programs, unfortunately, but um, hopefully that will change as, as things, you know, keep progressing and moving forward. And I really do think um, a lot of teachers are going to be transitioning into instructional design, actually, in the next couple mm-hmm. of years, especially with what's going on in the world. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to have teachers coming in and getting meta, doing some metacognition on <laughs> how do we best teach instructional design? So that's kind of cool to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I think, right, teachers are coming in with a lot of that designerly thinking with Mm K-12 mindset that can easily be transferred to adult learning. Definitely, definitely. I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, I think we're all learning, we're all growing, and it's just going to keep getting better. But thank you so much for bringing this very interesting topic to That's Awesome ID. Yeah, thanks for letting me share.
Yes. And then I will put a link to the article you said where you found um, that term. You first read that term. Um, I will put that in the show notes if people want to find that. And then um, where can people find you if they want to connect with you or if they have other questions? Yeah. Um, so I have a portfolio that you're welcome to take a look at. It's www.elizabethannhuber.com, Elizabeth with an S. Um, or you can always connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay. And you're also Elizabeth Ann Humor on LinkedIn, right? Um, or, I think so. I, I know there's another, there's another Liz Huber that always gets tagged. That's not you. So I just want people. Oh, to I think it's sure. Elizabeth Huber. Yeah. Okay. With an Elizabeth S. Huber. Yes. Elizabeth with, yes, an S. with an S. All right. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. 